0: All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to List It. You guys know the you guys know the thing right now. This is a show where me and one of my and, my, and a guest uh, come Your on and we friends. rank best <laughs> my best friends in the world. Come on and we rank things in pop culture. Uh, and I'm really excited about the show today. Not only is he <laughs> Uh, A dear, dear friend of mine. Uh, He's also the host of the fantastic podcast, Andy and Eddie Keep Talking, and the award-winning podcast, The New Activist, (laughs) Eddie (laughs) Koppelz.
1: Welcome to the show. Jesse hearing your voice just coming into my ears is just a mm. warm blanket. I mean, you can go home again. This feels good, Jesse.
0: Yeah. Can you leave that as a late rating and review? I tell people I need all that. I can <laughs> Just a war- a five star. Just say warm blanket. You can all always Eddie. go home again. Oh, I will do that right now before the end of the episode. <laughs> Alright. So, Eddie, before we get into the meat of the show, yes. like I said at the beginning, uh, just now, during your introduction, uh, well, first, everyone should listen to Annie and Eddie keep talking. It's so fun. You guys... Obviously, I have such great chemistry, but when I said award-winning new activist yeah. podcast, yeah. that's legit. I know. Tell I tell know. people like brag on yourself here, Eddie. Tell <laughs> you know people how. how how good you are at this craft to, you know to win a prestigious award against some major competition like NPR shows. Okay,
1: listen, I'm going to share a couple of things, and then I'm going to share the one that you and I will appreciate the most. So okay. Okay. we won. We were uh, the Webbies. So we were. Uh, acknowledged by the Webbys as a yeah. show like very excited about that against some really good competition. We also got for narrative podcast documentary, we were up against uh, for the New York Radio Awards. We were no big against, deal. No big. We were up <laughs> against uh, like Dolly Parton's America, you know, and yeah. Appen- Rod show. Yeah. And, and when you see yourself on that list, you're like, well, it's an honor to be nominated. And you're like, but objectively, <laughs> the show I'm doing isn't as good as those. No. So, so well, fine. The- judges disagree yeah so we ended up getting gold and we winning that category which was deeply shocking i mean deeply shocking and hilarious and but here's my favorite one we were also nominated in uh best religion and religious podcast okay yeah we got silver very exciting uh you know who got gold please tell me it's like joel osteen yeah jesse was nobody that we were the only ones nominated and they just didn't think we were gold. Really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I, all of the awards and stuff are going back to IJM and their headquarters, but I'm keeping the, the silver, the silver. And, because it's like, even if it's just you and you're the only one, you're still not quite good enough.
0: But I love that one. <laughs> That's like it's like running underprose for, for for president, and they and they make you like you know uh, undersecretary of the interior. Like <laughs> right, well, what the like, heck? Yeah, right. I'm the only one of on the <laughs> all right.
1: Fine. No, it was it was still a huge honor, but that's the one yeah. that you know just I enjoyed. But it was really good because we did this series about Esther, and uh, yeah. it was just last year, and it was kind of a different format, and it was it was very honoring. And you, of course, were extremely kind.
0: You are always so kind. Well, of listening. well people Well, people definitely need to check it out. I seriously get a lot out of both of those shows. There's and and well, the Jessica hard work is. shows. Unlike this show, where the the rule for <laughs> your shows are th- <laughs> are thoughtful, <laughs> polished, and world changing, ours we just make up for weird rules on the fly. So, so Eddie, I've done a couple, I've done a handful, a, a, even a handful that haven't been released, and we've pretty much been sticking to the same format. Yeah. But you had an idea for this one that was too good not to do. Okay.
1: Well, first of all, list it from you is the podcast we've been waiting for. Collectively, oh, as your fans, you. when I saw it. And you told me the idea. I was like, this is perfect because you are, you are a never ending, just treasure trove of the craziest information and you're brilliant, but it's, it's never ending. Uh, you want to talk about the office episodes? Great. You got them all. You want to talk about the most random. I mean, you just, you, your ability to synthesize the <laughs> mundane is shocking
0: well well I always say this like yeah. uh, you know I do I I do like pride myself in being knowledgeable about a lot of things but yeah. It, they're nothing it's nothing valuable it's like it's like oh it's not like medicine or science or history it's it's like hey remember that one episode of Seinfeld oh yeah, yeah. I remember it well you yeah. know like yeah, 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 it, it has never well. served me in any kind of professional capacity like it has now until, just
1: yeah until now you've made a professional capacity where your yeah. greatest abilities are like completely the Venn diagram <laughs> of what this show needs so
0: worthless ability combines with a, you know weird format there you go
1: and it's so good it's so entertaining i love the show i mean you had toby on how is it possible
0: dude and 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 he was a he was the nicest cat ever man lovely man
1: which you knew it would be but he's also like he wrote on the show he was more than a showrunner he was a a showrunner character he was formational to one of the greatest shows of all time i can't believe it
0: yeah, and, and like, you know, it was funny is like, he's, you know, it, he he mentioned on there, he's never rewatched the series. He never rewatches yeah. his own work. I was shocked by that. But he, he you know, we were talking like before and after, you know how it goes when yeah. you record these things. You yeah. kind of, you know, chit chat. Yeah. And, and he was like, man, I really liked going down kind of memory lane because it's been a while before he's even thought about The Office, you yeah, know, yeah. where it's so weird because that's a show that's bigger now than it was when it was on TV, oh, uh, you know? Yeah, totally. It. it
1: but it it's just neat to hear his voice. It was perfect, yeah. and I was, yeah. you really did it. Um, oh, thanks, fam. So, to your question, it is hard for me because you and I have spent probably somewhere in the realm of I don't know ten thousand hours talking about <laughs> everything we've ever wanted <laughs> to talk easily. about. Yeah, and easily. It's, it's hard for me to think about like, okay, what what have we what have we been eye to eye on? Because typically, yeah. you are so good. That you just outpace, and I I basically just get to be a fan. I get to watch you do your thing. I thought, oh, we have always loved and always caught up on SNL. And yeah. so the idea today is, well, I said to you, let's just make an SNL cast. Like, let's yeah. make our dream cast. But then you came back with a much better plan.
0: So Yeah, so so here's what we're going to do. And, and the timing's apropos, because obviously SNL is back. And, back and by there. the way, yeah. hey, How good is it? I know they were doing like a bubble kind of situation in the audience, but how good was it to have SNL back? I didn't even care about the material. I really didn't. It was just something comfortable about, man, it feels like old times watching a show with a live audience.
1: Oh, it was so nice. It was one of those strange touch points of normalcy. It was like when baseball came back. It was yeah. like I know there's no fans there. I know it's a little bit different, but man, just the crack of the bat uh, and just yeah. just the sound of fall as it should be, like yep. you know. So yeah. SNL was the same way, um, and it was pretty funny. That Chloe Fineman, uh, Drew Berry, she did the Drew Barrymore, um, yeah, yeah, uh, she's talk show, funny, yeah. new featured yeah. player, real funny. I like her a and lot. I-
0: and, and and coming out of the debate sketch, which I thought was OK, yeah. like it's hard to parody yeah. what's happening right now. Right. You know what I mean? Hard to make it. funnier. yeah, you know. yeah. The like the cold open sketch is OK. Mm-hmm. But the one where where they just went to like because I was thinking like, you know, is this going to be And and I would totally understand if it was but just a fully full on political show or yeah. a couple of weeks from a very contentious election. Yeah. I would understand if that was the approach. But it was nice coming out of the cold, the coal open. where they just had just a lowbrow oh, yeah. sketch of making fun of of the way people. It like it was basically oh. like that that old Bart Simpson bit, yeah, where yeah. he would call and you know the bar and, and make Moe's announce just an a, like a, a, a weird sounding name. Yeah. And that was basically the entire sk- yeah. first sketch. It's one of those writers'
1: like, room sketches where they've had they've just been writing names all week on the whiteboard, and then yeah. at the end they just compile them and find a way to do just potty humor for you know, seven minutes and it was great. It was, and good, it worked. It was it totally like worked. Yeah. ginger after sushi. It was just like, let's cleanse the palate and mm-hmm. start, start again. I loved it.
0: Yeah. All right. So, so, so SNL, we were both big fans wow. and I know, I know you not just are a fan, yeah. but really kind of are an historian of the show. Like you like the legacy of SNL a lot.
1: I do. I have. It's been... I have watched every episode live, I think, since fifth grade. As I've gotten a little older, sometimes it's now Sunday afternoon because, you know, you got kids.
0: Yeah. You get sleep. Yeah. Pop pop it on Hulu.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, read all the stuff and just love SNL. Just like everybody. You know, it's just generally you got to love this show. It has... When you start to look through in preparation for this and you look through the cast list and you just keep reading everybody that's been on this show, it has been the... there's arguably nothing that has fed into American pop culture more in the last 30 years than this show. It's really unbelievable.
0: That's true. And, you know, and we're going to talk about some of these cast members, but the other thing too that's interesting how how interested are you in sort of the Lauren Michaels lore? Like I feel like part of the part of the thing about SNL S&O yeah. is the actual product. It's yeah. really fun to watch, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, and it's really fun to kind of talk about the yeah. morning after, you yeah. know, and share and kind of you know do the whole thing. But the other thing is sort of the story behind the story. And that's what makes SNL so much fun too, because it's led by such a strange figure in Lord Michaels who, from what every interaction you hear from someone who's had to audition in front of him, you know, they all have their Lord Michaels stories. And it sounds like he's just this kind of, honestly, just from what the cast sounds like, he's like this humorless kind of weirdo who just goes with his gut and his gut has been very good. It, it's a weird, it's a weird kind of legacy that Lauren Michaels and the show have. It is
1: very weird, and he's this weird Yoda Zen person because every cast member says a thing that he will quotes him, and his quotes are so wise that you realize oh, yeah. like he actually just has this strange ability to craft comedy without necessarily being the funny one himself. Like he genuinely yeah. is perfect for that role, but. The, the real question I always have with him is what who could possibly replace that? How how yeah. is how does that show continue without him? Because he's so integral to every single part of it. And even part of what was hard looking at the cast list is how poorly the show went when he left or, you know, in the 80s. Yeah. And then came. Back. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just unbelievable what a force he is.
0: It, and it's such a unique institution, one that I don't know if it'll ever be replicated. And I think I think the thing that makes it so special, and then we'll we'll kind of yeah. break into the list, yeah. but is like right now, you know, sort of this revolutionary time in media mm-hmm. where anything like appointment viewing other than like sports and presidential debates, yes. like things you you watch at a certain time are are are, are vanishing, right? right? Everyone's watching stuff on Netflix or whatever streaming service yeah. on demand. Right. Right. Yeah. It's one of the few cultural institutions that isn't sports or isn't news that people really like to watch live and that right. makes it and it might be the last of its kind totally because all the nightly shows all the you know
1: Jimmy Fallon they've all been disassembled into YouTube clips which mm-hmm. is a model and it works and it, I'm great, yeah. I'm glad it's on but nobody's really like staying up and switching over to NBC at 1135 yeah. right yeah but, but on Saturday night they will they, they totally will can I tell you my favorite Lorne Michaels lore story real quick yeah. yeah it's from Will Forte and he told he shared a story on some random interview that he used to write so so in the in the rehearsal Lauren Reads Lauren reads the uh the stage directions. So yeah. typically that's a fairly boring part like scene opens, you know, exterior courtroom, interior courtroom, da da da, right? It's just the stage directions. But Yeah. uh that Will when he knew he didn't have a sketch would intentionally write insane sketches with insane insane stage directions to yeah. get Lauren to say things like that were funny. And then, you know, Will Forte (laughs) begins to share things he made Lauren say, say over the years. And that to me is like my favorite, just hearing him have to say like, Will begins to throw up on everyone constantly, (laughs) right? Like, or just
0: (laughs) whatever he makes him say. Um, Well, yeah, because yeah. every cast member has those weird Lauren Michaels stories. Every and, one my, yeah. my favorite is Will Ferrell. So he went to go audition. Right. Yeah. 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 And you always hear about the auditions like yeah. it's the most intimidating thing ever because you're doing your material. And it's usually just Lauren Michaels and a couple of the head writers, yeah. you know, yeah. and there aren't just like laughing among like three people. It's yeah. just kind of taking notes and scrutinizing. And Will Farrell had this great story that he told one time. But did you hear this? Oh, yeah. Where yeah, I love it. He's like he's like staying in New York and, and and getting ready for the audition and he's like very, very nervous about how it's gonna go. Yeah. And he decided and, and because the other thing too is they bring in a lot of people for auditions that just never get called back. Yeah. And everyone's trying to figure out how they can differentiate themselves. And so Will Farrell said that he just had this funny idea the morning of the morning of the audition, he went to he he went and bought a briefcase and went to a toy store. And bought a bunch of count fake counterfeit money, like Monopoly money. <laughs> yeah. And it was like $25,000 and he put it in the briefcase. Yeah, yeah. And he went and he did his audition, right? And he's like sweating and does the whole thing. And then he gets called in to meet with Lauren Michaels and Will Ferrell puts the briefcase on the desk and he goes and he flips it around. He goes, there's twenty five thousand dollars in this briefcase. I'm going to walk out of the room. I'm expecting that briefcase to be empty. And that means I'm on the show like he faked, bribed Lauren Michaels. And he said when he was doing it, he's like, what am I doing? This sounded funny all morning and now I'm here and it's
1: terrible. That's Will Ferrell's whole career. I'm going to do I'm going to do a movie fully in Spanish. I'm going to go ahead and play like in what is it eight major league teams for spring training yeah. <laughs> not sure if it's gonna be funny let's hit record and see what happens his commitment yeah. to the random is my favorite aspect of him i love did,
0: it. did you ever did you ever see and we're i, I want to talk about some of the cast members too that's gonna be and we will explain the, the run now but yeah. did you ever see will Farrell accept his award at the mark twain his mark yes. twain prize
1: yes so, so that, for people... That's a perfect example. Go yeah. tell what happened.
0: There. Yeah, so the Mark Twain Prize is a very prestigious award that acknowledges, you know, kind of the most significant contributions to culture through comedy. Yeah. And it's like on PBS, for a comedy show, it's very stodgy, yes. right? Like, yes. you, it, Like people wear suits and ties. It's not like this big... It, it's like... You know, you go up on stage and there's this, you know, the award itself is a bust of Mark Twain. Yes. You know, it is not like a comedy thing. It, it's like a boring. It's what you you picture like if you win a prize on like the NPR collection drive donation drive, yeah, yeah, you yes, get to yes, go yes, to yes, and yes. wear a, t- a very boring <laughs> yeah. crowd. So Will Ferrell had a fake Mark Twain bust made out of very like breakable uh, material. But but and so I, I thought it was real. I nobody thought it yeah. wasn't
1: real. It looked like he had received it. Yeah.
0: And so he goes up and he has his speech and his speech is written directly to Mark Twain. And the setup is he's going to sit there and look into the eyes of the Mark Twain bust and read this entire speech. Well, he gets up on the stage and he reads the first few lines and he knocks the bust over accidentally, quote unquote, and it shatters. And and audible gasps in the room. It really worked. And he picked up the pieces and put it on the podium and read his whole speech to a pile of broken pieces. It was so funny. But again, his commitment to do oh, the weird. I would be so, so proud of myself because as soon
1: as it knocks over, you hear people gasp and then they start to laugh. I'd be so proud of myself. I'd laugh too. But yeah. he is so committed. It's <laughs> unbelievable. His level yeah. of commitment to a joke, well, even and especially when it's going really bad. When it's going poorly, I feel like he doubles down on on his desire to make it weird.
2: As I stare at this magnificent bust of Mark Twain, (laughs) I'm reminded of how humbled I am to receive such an honor and how I vow to take very special care of it. Um, (laughs) I will never let it out of my sight. I will find a place of honor in my house for this magnificent bust if my children try to touch it or even look at it i will beat them
0: yeah well the uh, another good moment i'll play a clip from this in a (laughs) second here uh uh, for listeners is one year at the ESPYs, he's, he randomly accepted an award on behalf of Tiger Woods. Yes, yes. And, and, and it, 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 but not as Will Ferrell yes. as Tiger Woods. Yes. And, and it, was, it was, everything he does is funny. Here, here's a clip of that.
2: Uh, you know, people are always asking me, Tiger, uh, how do you do it? And my answer is, shut up. Uh I ask the questions around here. I'm Tiger Woods. But what can I say? It's been, a, it's been a great year. Clearly I am the best golfer alive today. And arguably the greatest of all time. Uh, but as I look around this room tonight, I realize that this isn't about being the best golfer. It's about being the best athlete alive.
0: So, Eddie, yeah. you know, here, here's the here's what is challenging, because we've decided to take the format and change it up a little. Right. And uh, do you play fantasy sports at all?
1: A little bit. I am not as deep in it as you are. But yes, I have dabbled in it slightly.
0: OK, so uh, we wanted to do something different and it keeps with the spirit of the show. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to do like a fantasy football style draft. Of SNL cast members, um, and so how it will work is we're going to alternate. Me and Eddie are going to each go for twelve rounds, talk about our picks, and at the end of the show, we'll each have a cast consisting of twelve people. But I wanted to throw one wrinkle in it, Eddie. Yes. yes. Uh, because it, to keeping to the fantasy football thing, uh, I I think we actually need positions, right? Yes. yes. Because. It, that, that's the thing about an SNL cast. It's not just you have the funniest people. Right. It's the funniest people in roles that make other people funnier.
1: That is exactly right. Yes, yes. That is, that is exactly all of it because you can't have 12 Eddie Murphys.
0: Yeah, it, it's for, not going to work. No, yeah. you
1: need the straight person. You need the, you, you need the utility players. You need all that. So you have texted me these categories. That's right. Are we going to do all the categories now or are we going to do them as
0: we go through? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to read through the categories okay. and here's here's the rules. So, uh Eddie, you're the guest, so you'll get first overall pick, okay. right? Um and so you, we, we get 12 positions, but each you don't have to fill the categories right out of the gate, right? right. You you can you can take the best talent off the board, right mm-hmm. if you want to. Um but at the end of it, all of your positions have to be filled. And you you know you have to have the remaining players kind of on your bench that yeah. you can rotate in. So here's the categories for people. Uh, first is the, you have to have at least one scene stealing superstar. So mm-hmm. these are like the Will Ferrells, the Chris, Kristen Wiggs, the Eddie Murphys. You have to have your main player, right? right. You got to have one. Yeah. Uh, next is the high energy wild card. Yeah. So we're talking your your Tracy Morgans. Your Chris Farley's, your John Belushi's, your Bobby Moynihan's, mm-hmm. high energy guy. Uh, You, you, you get it. Like every yes. every good cast has that guy, mm-hmm. the high energy wild card. Then you have to have a duo, okay, that could do a movie together. Spade and Farley, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, Mike Myers, Dana Carvey. There has to be a duo in your picks that can do a movie together. I have a lot of questions about this that I will get to when we do that category. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the next one you have to fill is called the Keenan Thompson utility player. <laughs> it can be Keenan Thompson. <laughs> <Right. Yeah>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure one of us will have Keenan Thompson, but this is like Keenan Thompson, Jason Sudeikis, Molly yes. Shannon, yes. Chris Parnell, yes. uh, Tim, Tim Meadows, Cicely Strong. They're funny people, but it's not like any of them are, are, are the, the star. Yes. They are the kind that you can plug into any sketch and make this, the, the any skit and make it better. Yes. Um, so then, uh, then we have the parody song "Digital Personality." Mm-hmm. So like, uh, so that would be like the the Kyle Mooney's, the an- Andy Sandbergs, or kind of the, the old school analog would be like an Adam Sandler who would do right. like you know songs. Um, you have to have at least one weekend update anchor. And finally, you have to have the 1245. Why are we airing this main player? Right. Yeah. So right. The that's weird. always the, yeah. the weird sketch that they put at the end of the night where it's at like a pet grooming place. And somebody's like, Dog you know, pr- prosthetic nose falls off. And that's the bit. You know what yeah. I mean? Just where it gets weird and dark. Very weird. Now. Yeah. Yes.
1: But OK, so I have. I have a million questions. Do mm-hmm. you have any more categories? No, I don't think.
0: No, that's the category.
1: So you got to fill those okay. and then we fill out our bench. Okay. So is it going to be like, I'm going to list 12 and just go through, or is it like, we're going to do a category. I get first pick. You get second pick. Yep. Both of those yeah. people are off the board. And so yep. it gets really interesting where maybe my scene stealing star is also someone I thought could be my 1245 star. So if they're off yep. the bench, like, okay, um, cause I I got the matrix in front of me. I've got, dual screens in front of me i've got every person i've ever I liked on a, snl i have i
0: have my my snl draft war room set up here you know <laughs> yeah that's I what i call
1: it. wikipedia open that has a very nice sortable list of everybody who's ever been on a cast because i'm like i'm going to get into emergency mode because even just your examples were yeah. like oh gosh we're digging from the same well
0: yeah well that that's okay that's the fun of a draft
1: right you know but here's my question i have a couple okay yeah so number one um are we consider these peop- considering these people in their scalability of humor? So, for example, ju- I'm going to go with because I'm guessing
0: she may not be on any of our lists, Julia Louis Dreyfus. She on- she actually is on my list. Okay, as a late round flyer. Yes. I have two. Okay, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. Talk yeah. about Julia Louis Dreyfus. She's quick. on the show at 22. Lauren's not on the show. It's a terrible
1: year for the show. And Eddie Murphy's on and is the biggest star arguably in the world but certainly in the US. Julia Louis-Dreyfus is not who she is now. Yet yeah. today, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Twain Award winner, one of the best comedians in history and would be a very different get on SNL now versus SNL, right? In in like yeah. when she was actually on it. So my question is, are we picking picking them based on what they did on the show or how they'd scale? Because the other part of this is is the comedy scales when you go back yeah. and look at like I go back and look at old like um Farley Spade stuff. I don't necessarily think it's that funny, but I yeah. know at the well, time I was dying.
0: Yeah. So so here's yeah. how here's how I think of it. Yeah. So so in terms of rules for any of the pick, you're picking them at their comedic prime, whether that comedic oh, prime boy. was met on SNL or not. Right. Okay. So 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 for like Julia Louis Dreyfus, who did a th- I think a three year stint back in the day, right. Yeah, you know, she even conceded she didn't have a a great experience. Uh, uh you know, on the show. Right. Uh, but you're not picking SNL, Julie Louis Dreyfus. You're picking comic peak. So same thing with like the early cast when God. when you have guys like uh you know Martin Short or something who right. may not have realized their comic potential. But I think the the, the most fun way to do this yes. is to pick the person and, and assume they're at their their comedic peak. Okay. Yes.
1: Um. Also, in looking through this. I have found a massive bias for
0: my casts and
1: the years that I like. Have you yeah. found that as well? For sure.
0: I okay, so so I think I'm I'm heavily influenced, as are probably a lot of people that are around our age. Yes. Because they started putting out these best of SNL DVDs yes. when I was probably like 12 years old when the Chris Farley one came out. Yes. And that DVD was just a collection of Chris Farley sketches. Yes. And I've probably, I probably watched that between ages 12 and 14, 300 times, start to finish. Yes. And then they put out the Best of Will Ferrell DVD. Oh, and again, I think they put out two volumes of it. They you did, know? both. And, and, and so I was too young at that time to really appreciate the show when it was on late night. Yeah. But those Best of DVDs were really formative. And so that's kind of like the cast I gravitate to, yes. you know? But I also have a deep appreciation for, uh, you know, like... Eddie Murphy and, you know, when Chevy Chase was actually Chevy Chase. And then I could even go back a little further because I really loved Wayne's World when I was a kid. Yes, yes, yes. And and, and so like the Mike Myers years. And then when we were young, like Austin Powers came out. So, but it's kind of around that time was really my sweet spot, I think. Yeah. There's also a
1: part of this too, and I know we got to get to picking at some point, but there's a part of this too where I think, okay, how does a Fred Armisen interact with, a John Belushi, because you yeah. could see a world, but there's also part of this is like overthinking, like thinking of this as a whole cast. They yeah. have to still work together, which yep. is why I found myself very much like my picks are uh, nine, 2000 and beyond. Yeah. Or very early. But yeah. there's this weird middle ground where I was like, I, I just can't pull anybody from it. This is going to be very interesting. I'm, uh, I think, okay. I think this is going to be heartbreaking.
0: Okay. So, so Eddie, we're going to start and actually what we're going to do here is for this category, we each get two picks. Okay. okay? Okay. Um, So you go, then I go, then we alternate. Okay. So the (sighs) first pick, you get two in this category. This This is is... your, this is your scene stealing superstar. This this is is the character that when they are on screen, they are center of every bit. And everyone looks forward to it. They are the big-time anchors. Eddie, the first overall pick for a superstar to anchor on the show. Oh, your selection. This is this is the hardest one.
1: Yeah. Because this is the only one where I know I've got everybody I want. And so, essentially, yeah. I'm saying, yeah. in the history of SNL... If you can anchor the show around one
0: cast member, who would it be?
1: I'm not going to tell you my second place, because my second place was my first place until five seconds ago, when okay. it was time to play to win. Yeah, I, I pick Will Ferrell. Oh, well,
0: I well, I feel like that is that was also going to be my first overall pick. I mean, um, yeah, because he did it, it. It is like it is like not
1: picking Michael Jordan. He did, yeah, legitimately anchor the show and carry it with incredibly talented other people. But the only person to have two of the DVDs made of him, I believe, and yeah. right in my sweet spot of comedy, right where like. I was most formative for me, it's got to be Will Ferrell.
0: Yeah, well, and not only that, his partnership with Adam McKay, who yes. was a writer on the show, yeah. has ended up being one of the most, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't think there's, I don't think it's a stretch to say prolific relationships to right. come out because you look at the, you look at the, you know, they did Tally Knights, Nights, Anchorman, you know, all kind of all those, you know, funny early 2000s Will Ferrell movies. Yeah. But now Adam McKay has gone on to become a director of some really important movies, you know, The Big Short and mm-hmm. Vice, um, as well as like stepbrother. So, so the the Will Ferrell, Adam McKay, I don't think you can understate the, the cultural importance there.
1: Yeah. And the the also the both star power of Will, but also his ability to transform into whatever you need him to be in the sketch. Yeah. Straight man, you know, the just game show host, whatever you need him to be, he's probably the best version, one of the best versions of that ever on the show. And then he can write. And so that's the other differentiating factor is a lot of cast members don't write, he can write. So I had to take... But do you hear me typing in the background? I'm like legit, this is like real fantasy football. I know, I'm I like, okay, I yeah. got my list. I got the Jesse Cast list. Jesse, uh, right. I can't wait to hear it. Come on. Who's okay, your Okay, so one?
0: so number two overall, and this is in the category, scene ceiling superstar, some of the shows anchor around. I had a lot and I'll explain my pick in a sec, but I I, I went I went way back and forth on this. I was gonna go with Will Farrell if you didn't pick him. Yeah. But I'm gonna go with Tina Fey for my first overall great and the choice. reason the reason i chose i chose tina fey in this spot is how diverse of a of like a comedic force she is yeah you know she's funny as if you need a sub if she does Weekend update she's a great like her sarah palin sketches are are the stuff of legend and mm-hmm. she's a phenomenal writer and i feel like tina's fey and you see this a lot in 30 rock i feel like she's one of those comedians who bring out the best in everyone she works with yes yes
1: Oh, that's a heartbreaker.
0: Tina was in
1: like, she was in my number one spot for four other, like four other ones. And I was like, okay, we can, yeah. uh, the, but of course she's going to get taken. So Tina Fey yeah. is your first choice for start scene stealing. And we get two on this, right?
0: You get two. Yeah. So these are your main, so you have Will Ferrell and you get that. You get the next pick here.
1: Okay. Because the, it, this shifted once we decided if they scale or not. And so the height of their comedic powers, it is undeniable that I must take Eddie Murphy.
0: Okay. I knew I had a feeling you were going to take Eddie Murphy and what you have done there is you've, and, and this is, this is why these teams are going to be formidable. And people have been real quick. Everyone who said in the show right. notes that I, I'm going to start putting the list in there so they can compare our two teams. Mm-hmm. So I know it's a lot to keep track of, but, uh, Eddie Murphy and Will Ferrell, I don't think they've ever, to my knowledge, they've never worked together, Right. but t- talk about the significance of Eddie Murphy because, I, you know, there was a time when he was not only the biggest comedian in the world, he was right. the most important comedian in the world. Well,
1: there was not a... This is a time, and this is what Eddie talks about, where there was basically room for a single black comedian in culture at a time. And so yeah. there was Bill Cosby. And so the culturally, and it was... I mean, it's super messed up. There was basically a single black comedian filling that role. And it was always... And typically not the most gigantic uh, superstar in America at the time. And so then you kind of start to move forward from Bill Cosby and you get to Richard Pryor. And Pryor begins to have a cultural, sh- like, uh, he's a cultural phenomenon where yeah. it is undeniable that his comedy was hilarious and spoke to the world. And so he... And
0: it was subversive, too. Oh, my he, gosh. Richard Pryor's very subversive. But you
1: subversively know? popular. And so it's yeah, not just like yeah. a Lenny Bruce where it's like underground comics and maybe you're... It's the whole world is paying yeah. attention to Richard Pryor. But then you get Eddie Murphy, who then combines it all. Because Richard Pryor never really broke into movies successfully. He did some, and there were a couple yeah. of hits, but Eddie Murphy comes into town, and he starts on SNL. At 19 years old, he is... Absolutely dominating SNL with characters and just great characters. Then he starts to do, and he's already doing stand up, but his stand up becomes Richard Pryor level revolutionary stand up. Yeah. Where he has now broken two barriers. So he's not only dominating SNL as the first major significant African American uh, figure on SNL, and SNL has a long and not great history with diversity. Um, yeah. It is a predominantly white show. Uh, or and has becoming less and less in current years, but they've had quite a bit of pushback as they should from everybody saying like this has to reflect America. This can't just yeah. be all white people. So, but Eddie Murphy then breaks through character acting, then he breaks through stand up, and then during his SNL run, he breaks into movies. And so you've got you he's so big that he's I think he's the only cast member to have hosted the show as a cast member. I think that's yeah. true.
0: And- well, and not only that, he, I think, was the first comedian uh, to really make comedy cool, yes. right? Like, there were, like, people liked comedy, but they didn't, see the, they didn't see comedians as, like, these pop cultural figures yes. that were, were iconic. You know, you look at, I mean, everyone remembers what Eddie Murphy was wearing, that red leather, oh, yes. you know, cool, you know, he's, like, he, he, what he wore in Beverly Hills Cop, right. you know, became right. streetwear like he his his presence you know really kind of was more than just comedy it, it, it was he was a cultural force he was culture. he was cultural defi- culture defining people were quoting him you know on three
1: different levels at the same time his stand-up his SNL and his movies and he just owned entertainment for the the better part of a decade I mean it's just an unbelievable yeah. run and so to me, to not put Eddie Murphy as the scene stealing star. But also when you think of h- how the um, chemistry would go, I, I think that even though Eddie is sort of a solo act, he still yeah. has been pretty generous throughout. Like he's comedically generous and so is Farrell. I feel like yeah. if they could figure out how to yeah. allow each other to exist in the same atmosphere, I yeah. think it would be a really successful pairing. The Tina Fey pick was it's heartbreaking. Tina Fey was cause she's such a phenomenal writer. Like yeah. she's, and so committed fully. I mean, she just yeah. doesn't fail. Even if she comes on and is doing a 10 second bit, a quick little thing, a drop-in, a Sarah Palin. She hasn't been on the show yeah. in years. She still is light years more talented. And so who do you pair with Tina as your other like person?
0: Yeah. So my other person, and this is this is for the for the for the big ticket, who you tune in for is Bill Murray. Oh, Bill Murray is, yeah, is my book. is my other first round pick, my other kind of scene ceiling star. I, it's hard to, you know, Bill Murray, I feel like on the first season of SNL, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you watch some of his stuff and the first season is kind of hit or miss, but you knew you were into something special. I think when he did, um, he did some of his early films, particularly like Caddyshack, people realized this guy's a little different. Eddie Murphy. I mean, I mean, Bill Murray is just a different kind of cat and his comedy is different, but his comedy, has, I feel like out of everyone from the first season, yeah. right. Even yeah. like you look at Belushi, Ackroyd, Eddie Murphy, Chevy chase. I feel like how comedy has aged, you know, like yes. what is most watchable back? Yes. Not just what I can watch and be like, I can appreciate how that was funny then, yes. but comedy. That's a style that's aged really well yes. for our kind of contemporary, uh, you know, comedic senses is bill Murray. Like yes. he's still really funny. And I just like the idea of pairing Tina Fey with bill Murray.
1: I think they would do great together. And Bill Murray is, to your point, one of the only timeless comedians in the list. I mean, when yeah. you go back and look at his, when he did a, I don't forget what the sketch was, but he's singing like Star Wars. Da-da-da-da. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, That's still funny. It's still objectively today they could air that and it's funny. When you look at like Bas-O-Matic and it's not to dog Dan Aykroyd, but like yeah, it's just doesn't it doesn't ring yeah. as. A, the cultural phenomenon that it was, everybody was joking about Bassomatic or yeah. Coneheads or, like,
0: or, 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 or or Hans and Franz. It's right. like, I get it. Like they're big right. muscle dudes. But but you the know. Bill Murray
1: stuff carries right through and is just which right, which makes sense. He's still one of the biggest comedians that working today. You barely see him. But every time you see him, it's a moment for across crosses generation. So Bill Murray was the right pick.
0: Yeah. Because there's a degree of performance art with him, too. You know, like totally. there's a splash of Andy Kaufman absurdity yes. along with along with, you know, conventional comedy. OK, so so we're both coming out of round one. You have this is fun. You yeah. have Will Ferrell and, and Eddie Murphy. I have Tina Fey and Bill Murray. OK, the Pressure's next category. Our show is already successful. Yeah, <laughs> we got a hit. Yeah, we both have hits. So okay, the next in- the next category is the high energy wild card. Oh boy. I feel like this position is, honestly, what makes or breaks some season, mm-hmm. right? So, these are the guys, like, the two examples that I think contemporary audiences would most know is Tracy Morgan and Chris Farley. Yes. They're on camera, and they are the wildest of wild cards. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know what you're going to get when, when, you know, this kind of ball of energy just kind of steamrolls into a sketch, yes. right? Uh, but it. You know, going all the way back to to John Belushi, um, yes. you know that was an important role. I, I think you know in recent years, like Bobby Moynihan has done that a lot. Yes. You know, but he's not the only one. There's been a lot of these guys who are sort of guys and and women, um, yes. who are just that. Like I said, that the high energy, but the wild card. This was probably the toughest round. Eddie, who's your pick coming okay, into this? Okay, I only have one person in this category. I think there are Yeah, th- other...
1: this one, we both get one. Yeah, we both get yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying I only had one option. And so I... Do I get to...
0: Are you sure I get to go first? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I did Bill Murray. So oh, that's right, your yeah.
1: right, uh, answer. This person, to me, is one of the people that holds over from when I used to stay, at, like, in elementary school, sneak yeah. downstairs and watch SNL. And she is... Absolutely. Every time she was on the screen, she was at 10, but appropriately so. She wasn't stealing the scene. She just radiated energy. Jan Hooks. Do you yes. remember Jan Hooks? Yes. Yeah. I do. For just rarity. And I. it's hard. Season,
0: probably, it was er, It was uh, early 90s, From right? From
1: 86 until 94. She was on 102 episodes. And it's hard because she doesn't have a lot of characters that... You can say, like, this was their drunk uncle. And with, you know, you brought up Bobby Moynihan. This was their singular character that they're known for. But I mean, she would go full in if there was a song parody. She's got this great voice and fully owns it and just was this great utility player that always, always uh, went big. And I just like Jan Hooks. And I also, as I'm thinking about my whole cast, I want Jan Hooks in there to balance out the. Still, I still get nervous about Eddie in the cast. Um, yeah, because yeah. I love him, but he's so much. Jan yeah. Hooks can go toe to toe with his energy, but and his humor and and shine. So I I went Jan Hooks.
0: I, that's a, that's a great pick because I like I said I, I like it. Well, one, it's a deep cut, right? <laughs> yeah. A, 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 uh, but it also um, it, it 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 also kind of like gives your cast like something very distinct right like where you know so so i felt like for me the obvious pick here would be like a farley or tracy morgan Mm -hmm. but i actually went a different direction um for this one uh and i had and this is a a thing of personal preference i'm like this is a thing of personal preference and 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 I, i was really on the fence about which way to go on this one um And my selection for for the high energy wild card is one of the people who I think is low key, one of the funniest people ever. Yeah. And that's John Lovitz. Oh. John Lovitz to me is one of the funniest dudes ever, but he does have that wild card energy. Oh, like yes. there's a great, there's, he was a guest star on Seinfeld one time where he just, everyone else was in the Seinfeld universe and John Lovitz was just in his own universe. Oh. Like he, he had this toupee on. Here, I'll, I'll play a clip yeah. of, of a scene from the diner. You know what I'm thinking of doing? I'm getting rid of all my fillings, because that mercury is toxic. Let me see your fillings. I don't think so. Oh, come on. Open up. Let me take a look. You be nice. It's giving
2: me a parking space. Parking space. Parking space. (laughs) What do you know?
0: Hey, looky there. You're loaded. Okay, the yeah. other thing I love yeah. about John Lovitz Perfect. is is he, he I thought he's super his delivery was super funny yeah. um and, but I also think he's smarter than he lets on uh, he did A lot of people probably don't remember a a kind of a short-lived animated series called The Critic, which it was. It was honestly like kind of a smarter version of The Simpsons, because he he, where he voiced this movie critic who could offer just really insane insights on pop culture. And I just feel like that's what the show has been missing—that kind of John Lovitz energy for a while. It is, and the sort of you know in real life, this person
1: is kind of weird, and he's weird on the show, and just there's. The, the art doesn't ever stop with him. Even yeah. his friends who tour with him are like, yeah, he's always kind of John Lovitz. Sometimes we don't know if that's him or you just, you do need that kind of complete commitment, wild person. John Lovitz yeah. is a great pick for that
0: again <laughs> we left a lot of talent on the board and and but again we're trying to we're trying to do chemistry here right Sorry. like yeah. a lot of talents on the board for the later rounds okay uh, all right at a next next category now this is tough i'm gonna and shock so- you with this I, I, I bent the rules on this one a little yeah. because I, I think these this needs I don't think we can have crossover here. I think these have to be two brand new picks for both of us. Yes. Um but the the category is the duo that could do a movie together. Now, yes. this is an important part of the legacy of, of SNL. Yes. Um you know You've had obvious, I think that the most obvious one that people think of is Spade and Farley, the, you know, the, you know, Tommy boy, um, you know, they they did black sheep. They were a real comedic force at the time, Mm -hmm. but it also spawned, you know, these other really kind of prolific duos, you know, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey's run, for example, was, uh, you know, they've, they've worked together uh, a ton and have some really interesting collaborations. Uh, and Mike Myers and Dana Carvey, the Wayne's World franchise is yeah. is one of the Will Ferrell Molly Shannon is yeah. another example. Bridemaids, yeah, Rudolph the, and
1: Wig. I mean, just, yeah, there's there's some great ones. Now I have a question about this because okay. I did you do picks that have done a movie, and so you're basically pulling from who is the best one? Or did
0: you make a new duo? I made a new duo. I knew it. So did I. I okay, knew it, okay, so I. I knew this, okay. It. It'd be because that's kind of the fun too. Is like, oh man, I really think there'd be chemistry there. Okay. Eddie, for your, for your duo that could do a movie together, what's your first pick? Okay, so I decided to do this
1: duo for a couple of reasons. One, I wanted to grab both of these people early because I knew this was okay. going to be the third category. Um, and I, the, I'm going to have to do some explaining here. But, and they're both pretty new cast members. Okay. Eddie Bryant. Okay, I love it. With Mike O'Brien. Oh, okay. Do you know who Mike O'Brien is? Yeah. Okay not on the show long long time writer and he is the current writer of AP Bio. Just yeah. a really funny weird nuanced comic but also really warm. I love his warmth and and just just he's got a sweetness about him and it's the same with 80. 80 can be like silly doing her like baby 80 thing and rapping and being nuts and
0: super funny, like great energy too. She's
1: all she's whatever you need her to be in a moment. She can be the great straight person that's just sitting there asking questions. Um, just she's she's just amazing. And also, her show, yeah, shrill. Oh, dude, yeah, shrill. Shrill, That's right. That's 80's show is shrill. They're they're both respected, but I don't know that they've gotten the full attention of the SNL universe that they should, cause they're both wildly talented and maybe 80 has Mike has certainly not. Um, but that's my pick for a duo that could do a movie. Plus I still want them in the mix. I want 80 yeah. in the, in the full cast.
0: Should, should a- do a- 80, 80, maybe one of the most underrated current cast members, by, in my opinion, by far, there, there are so many, even going back to, there's an episode years ago where it's a Thanksgiving episode. It was right after oh, Adele's man. hello came out oh, man. and you know, it, it takes place at an awkward dinner table and they're all talking about politics and, and things get heated. <laughs> oh. But then Adele's, uh, hello? Yeah, yeah. You and know, it, like right when it kind of dropped. Right. And her 80s expressions and just just her energy in that sketch, oh. like her energy in a lot of them, are just perfect. My favorite you know? moment
1: of the opening, st- the, the first SNL of the year was her little character coming on and talking to Michael Che and she's supposed to be this little like 11-year-old girl. And yeah. the stuff that she did, and she just nails it. It's so funny funny it's so like oh my gosh you are 11 that is so weird it's just perfect uh i love her and i really i know people are gonna be like mike o'brien who's that just google him he is yeah just a super super funny dude and the two of them together could be awesome i can't wait to hear your duo
0: okay my duo uh the i feel like it's a little obvious and they've probably done some collaboration um but i feel like if if they were doing if they were headlining a movie together i would see the movie not knowing anything about it. Yes. Right. Yes, yes. Because I feel like the two people I'm going to name even. Okay. Here's the thing. If, if the TV was muted, right. Yeah. And these two people were on screen together and only, you could only see their face and they were just using facial expressions. Yes. I feel like they could kill it. Yeah. Like I honestly feel like, yes. That they are both able Perfect. to do that, uh, and and I, to see their energies combined, I think would would make for I don't I don't even care what the plot is, and that's Amy Poehler and Will Forte, two of like two of who I think are two of the funniest people currently alive, like Amy Poehler, you know, can not, not only is like a, you know, can do like Leslie Nope. Um, uh, but she's also really funny doing, uh, being Amy Poehler yeah. being, you know, Weekend yeah. update, yeah. uh, and, and will Forte uh, has the ability to go cr- on the crazy side, I like to it. be the maniac, you know, or he can be, you know, like the, like uh, the, his last man on earth show where, uh, you know, it, it it's, it's, it's so much comic energy that I feel like uh, a Will Ferrell, Amy Poehler collaboration, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened on a bigger scale. All
1: right. Here's what breaks my heart. Of every SNL cast member of all time, Will Forte is my number one. Oh, yeah. He's my absolute favorite. I couldn't, I couldn't use him yet. He wasn't a scene-stealing star. He is in high-energy yeah. but he is absolutely his whatever his thing is the weirdness of his comedy works but it would work so well with amy because amy is just so uh she can go there she can go weird but she's also just so like bright and effervescent and like you know leslie nope she could a little leslie nope combined with a little will forte would be a very it would be an amazing deal that's a great
0: one there's a really funny sketch comedy show on Netflix called I Think You Should Leave Now, uh, oh. or I Think You Should Leave, starring Tim Robinson, oh. who is a former, uh, you know, formerly worked on the SNL yes. writing staff. Yes. It's the, it's a kind of, it's like Tim and Eric, like uh uh the old Tim and Eric awesome show, sort of yes. the weird adult swim kind of anti-comedy that like absurdist, which I love. I yes. think it's super funny, but it's like that meets SNL. Will Forte has a, has a sketch on there where he plays this, this guy who is just bent on revenge for a, a flight that he took years ago yeah. when and, and and he plays crazy will forte did you have did you watch oh, yes. uh, i think you should oh, leave oh yes 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 it, it, it is a great sort of contemporary to snl but it shows will forte's range in, in a really funny way i'm sorry
1: do i know you no but i know you
0: <laughs> it was 1982 I was 48, you were nine months. We were on a flight from JFK to London. Saw you immediately. A baby, a seven hour flight.
2: The first hour was bliss. Then the crying started. Small whimpers at first. Then came the shrieking. Louder, 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 till it fills the whole cabin. When I arrived in London, I was a shell of a man, broken.
1: You see, I had spent my entire life savings to go to London to see my beloved Buckingham Palace so I could see if I could make those soldiers laugh. Because of yours, too tired to do anything funny.
0: So so this one, I feel like this next category, Eddie, is maybe the hardest in the whole draft. I because do Because and, and I'm going to give us, I'm actually going to give us each two picks here because oh, I really, I feel like you, I feel like in the spirit of the category, you kind of need them. And it's called the Keenan Thompson utility player position. Yes. This is one, you need a couple of these cast members that aren't going to go into a sketch trying to steal the scene. Mm-hmm. They might because they're, they've got the comic chops, but they're really, they're the Stockton to Will Ferrell's Malone, yes, right? Yes, they are yes. great at the assist. They are great at making other people shine. Uh, and, and you see a lot of these type of performers kind of come in and out of the show over the years. Uh, Eddie, when I say Keenan Thompson utility player, how you, do you automatically know, oh, I get that, oh, wh- who that is on SNL? Absolutely. So it's the person
1: that maybe has a few breakout characters but didn't for a few years. But generally, yeah. when you start to think through your favorite sketches, you're like, oh that, oh, he was there. Oh, he was yeah. there. Yeah. It's also the, the the player that you can tell behind the scenes. They're all trying, every writer is trying to write them in because they just know that person will land it. So I've yeah. heard the Keenan Thompson utility player is the yeah. perfect example because I have heard current writers say, we just need to make sure to put Keenan in it. One, because it'll probably pass the filter, it'll pass the, the read and it'll actually get on to at least dress rehearsal. Yeah. But also, it's, He's just gonna do a quick look to camera that saves it. He can yeah. he can rewrite yep. in the moment and save it when it's bombing or fully own it if it is bombing. He's just the all around and it's not less funny. It's just always it's a it's a utility. It's a Swiss Army knife. It's exactly what you need it to be in the moment.
0: And a lot of times they are the most effortlessly funny person on the Absolutely. cast. Where Will Ferrell, in order for him to be funny, he has to be Will Ferrell. The <laughs> same right. thing with Will Forte. Right. The, the, but these utility players. They're, they make it look effortless. Okay, so we each get two picks here. We're going to alternate, though. Yes, okay? yes, Okay, so yes, you yes. pick one, I pick one. All right, Eddie, who's your first pick for the Keenan Thompson utility player? Oddly, I am not picking Keenan Thompson
1: because I think that the person who used to be referred to before Keenan as the u- greatest utility player was there for nine and a half years, and I just watched Mean Girls on, what was it, October 3rd? That's like the, the date they quote Mean Girl, in Mean mm-hmm. Girls. And Tim Meadows is the that principal. That was my, he was going to be my pick. I think Tim Meadows is... He can deliver, first of all, he's real generous. So yeah. he's really able to just sit back and let other people be funny. But he's also able to deliver a single quick line of sarcasm mm-hmm. like nobody else. And yeah. he's just, he'll do. I remember seeing him like on season eight and he's still showing up as the pizza delivery person. He's just, he wants to be be a part of the cast and isn't bougie about it and that's what you need yeah. a utility player is the person that's like we need a principal for the scene we need a this or yeah. we need someone that's going to completely host a show and run it and then all of a sudden he breaks out and does some great stuff his last couple of years with the uh, ladies man and all of that kind of stuff yeah, which yeah. was always in him but i think that before keenan everybody referred to tim meadows as the utility player because he was the steady that just kept the show glued together for years and years. And I think it was his choice to leave. I don't think he was asked to leave.
0: Yeah. And if you look at his IMDb, I mean, the guy's been prolific. Every, right, you know, he's right. he's in the new Adam Sandler Halloween movie that just dropped yeah. on Netflix, you know? Yeah. Uh, the other, you know, one of my favorite Tim Meadows scenes is actually when he did a cameo in The Office. Oh, yes. And he played, yes. it was early season at a Chili's. Yes. And he, is, he plays someone who's working for the city of Scranton and they're looking for a new paper supplier. And Michael and Jan before the, this is actually the night yes. they, their first romantic interaction. It was because Michael and Tim Meadows, uh, or, or or Tim Meadows' character, had this funny kind of chemistry, and you can see Will yeah. Ferrell and Tim uh, Will Ferrell, Steve Carell and, and Tim Meadows when they're sitting across the booth at that Chili's together. Oh yeah, it is two masters doing <laughs> the "I Got My Baby Back" it's oh, Chili. Yeah. I mean, they it is like watching. Two ping pong masters yeah. go at it at the world finals. It was so great. And, and he's such a great pick because he makes everyone funny. And I've heard he's behind funny. The, yeah. Behind yeah. the
1: scenes of that scene, they just went on forever and just yeah. were dying and they got what they could get. But he's just one of those people that you just know he is the funniest. So who is your Keenan Thompson utility player?
0: My Keenan Thompson utility player is not Keenan Thompson. Yeah. It's actually, uh, I, I almost feel like we should l- just let him be. Just like, I feel like he's above this game. Like, he's an institution with himself. I think Keenan you know? somehow gets on both casts. He's yeah. just, yeah. Part yeah. Of it. Like, You'll it's, find we don't pick him, but he just shows up and we're like, like all right, Keenan's like in. Of you know? course,
1: he's there. It's like you, we yeah. don't have to pick Lauren. He's
0: just yeah. clearly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Okay. All right, my 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 utility player award is Chris Parnell. Oh. Who who when you think about some of your favorite sketches, particularly with Will Ferrell, it's often Chris Parnell in them. Um, you know, and I feel like the great thing about Chris Parnell is I feel like his humor goes in a lot of different directions. You know, uh, I think a lot of people were kind of reintroduced to him through the lazy Sunday video he did with yes. Andy Samberg yes. because he was sort of the set him up guy for Will Ferrell, right? Yes. Chris yes. Parnell. Yes. But then he did, you know, his collaboration with Andy Samberg. Uh, But the other, the other thing he can go full cartoon character, like oh. when he plays kind of the loony doctor in yeah. 30 rock, Doctors it's Bet- like, yeah. And it's like, there's no one like Chris Parnell. Yeah. He is a straight man yeah. whose whose straight material is funnier than a lot of comedians, yeah. you know, comedy. Yeah. You know.
1: My favorite line at thir- in 30 Rock that he has, and I'm gonna butcher it, is that there's something happening with I think Tracy Morgan and he's the doctor and he doesn't know what to do and he's gonna go, he's like, I guess we call nine one one, but he doesn't call nine one one, he calls directory, and they're like and you and he's just him responding to the directory, and so he's mm-hmm. like, uh, New York City. No, like, uh, what well, can we help you with? These, like, diabetes management or help <laughs> with diabetes? I mean, it's just the funniest recurring yeah. bit. Over, the, I, I love him. This is Doctor Leo Spaceman.
0: Hi, I work with Tracy Jordan, and I think he's having a reaction to some of the medication you put him on.
1: Uh, I was afraid this might happen. You know, he's on so many different neuroleptics and tricyclics that there's no telling how they'll mix. But what can you do? Medicine's not a science.
0: What exactly are you treating him for?
1: Uh, There's not really a name for what Tracy has. Basically, it's erratic tendencies and delusions brought on by excessive notoriety. And certainly not helped by my wildly experimental treatments. (laughs) Boy, I'm being awfully open with you, miss. I should not have taken those blue things. That's a heartbreaking pick because he was was also uh, the 1245 way away airing this. He's another. He's so strange. And, so yeah. and that's what makes grade. it so good. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: His commitment to it. Okay. So Tim Meadows, Chris Parnell and the Keenan okay. Thompson utility player spot. Uh, yes. One more pick in that, in that category.
1: Very pleased with this pick because not only is he a great utility player, but can do everything else is Taryn Killam. Yes. Uh, yeah. Love Taron Killam. We, I mean, he's pretty recent, so people will remember him, but he was just awesome as the dad in a sketch or all, all of those kinds of people, but also super funny. Great singing voice and had a lot of really, really memorable characters
0: and had a really long run on SNL. I loved hearing Gillum. And, and, and sort of an everyman. Totally. He was someone who who I always like when there's an audience surrogate mm-hmm. involved. Like, hey, what if we just threw a random dude off the street yes. into a sketch and see how he did? He had that kind of vibe about yeah. him where it's like I could know that guy. Yeah. Like I'm not going to know Will Ferrell or Will Forte or yeah. Tina Fey, but I can know that guy. He was the funniest you know? one in our group. We hung out with him. Yeah, 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 exactly. I could see how he's like a bit player in SNL. Yeah, yeah, Good yeah, for him, yeah, man. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, great pick, and, and really the spirit of the utility word, and and that's why. My next pick is someone who I think can just the, the reason I don't want to like take away from her talent because I think she could be she she certainly can yeah. be front and center. But this one isn't so much that she's like a good assist person like uh, uh, Chris Parnell or Tim Meadows. Oh, no. It's because I feel like she can do everything. You're going to break my heart.
1: I know. Sicily
0: strong. Sicily oh. strong. Yeah. 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 And was she was she on your list for. for oh, future she's, categories? She's all over the
1: list. She yeah. is so good, isn't she?
0: And, well, and that's what I mean, the diversity of, of her, because she'll play, she can play like the, the distraught woman at Thanksgiving that goes to Target to get away from her family and be like, it's so relatable, but then she can be just some insane person as a weekend update character and it totally works. or like an Instagram influencer or something. She can literally do it all. I think she's a really prolific talent. Yes.
1: Agree. I think she is phenomenal. That's Cecily Strong and Chris Parnell. I mean, they did they yeah. ever overlap? I don't. Think they did, but that's a good pairing. They would be, yeah. they would be both great. And then, and Cecily can do everything, right? She's just oh, yeah. so good at mom in a sketch. I say mom only because they do that a lot. There's a lot of yeah. like going home and their family. Parents. Yeah, she does the great like very awkward. But then the girl you d- wish you didn't meet at. It, I mean, that's a fully committed throwing yeah. up on Colin, doing the whole well, thing. Well, e- even
0: even this week she added like a short cameo where you know Donald Trump's like imagining his inspiration. Yeah. And she was like, you know, a really hype speaker at the RNC, but yeah. this over the top version that was so funny, she could do it all. So I think she's, she's you know, a great... the utility. All right. So the next category is, is one where we only each get one pick. And this is, this is I feel tricky. like this is tricky. And so I'll explain it a little and kind of give a caveat here. Um, but I feel like the reason this category is so important is because this is the category where SNL leans on to bring new viewers into the show. People who might not be fans of SNL, they always have sort of this kind of ace up their sleeves. And so what I'm calling this category is the parody song or digital short personality. Now, sometimes it's combined. Sometimes the digital short personality who does parody songs like like the Lonely Island guys. Um but there're also examples of people, you know, it's sort of what our generations TV Funhouse was, where it was sort of these That's viral-ish kind of offbeat, you know, TV Funhouse was cartoons, but these digital shorts are made to be they're not they're not on stage. They're not portrayed in front of a live studio audience. They're made like a YouTube video. Um So, so, so the early version of this would be someone like an Adam Sandler who, who would do, who honestly, uh, to say what you will about some of his later career choices, (laughs) would put give him a guitar. Guitar comedy is, is one step above prop comedy in like comedy credibility. Right. Adam Sandler could do guitar comedy and it's
1: always fun. Oh, the Hanukkah song. And and the CD that came out, you know, he did an album, a comedy Mm -hmm. album that sort of followed that whole thing. I mean. Him on update with a guitar is really impressive. And even though it's not like my favorite thing, it's still amazing the amount of time and energy that he was able to hold with just that dude and a guitar. Yeah. This is... I got to tell you this is first of all I'm in a really squeaky chair. Can you hear it? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all, all good. It's a no. terribly squeaky
0: chair. It's all right. We're, we're 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 ranking SNL characters. You know, this isn't a big, <laughs> uh, you know, docu-series that's going to change the world. We're not interviewing Cornell West here about race in <laughs> <to> America. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they will they, deal with the production quality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay.
0: If people have made it this far into it, they're not caring about the squeaky
1: chair. Yeah. yeah. So here's the here's the hard part. Parody song and digital short personality are yeah, two very different things. And so, but also they can totally be combined. It's the right category. This is also a heartbreaking category because whoever I pick, I know you're going to break my heart and take one of the other great ones. I think
0: I, uh, I think I'm, I think my pick's going to surprise you. I really do. This I have, I have a kind of, uh, this is a wild card one for me, for sure. All right. So
1: I have to take, and I, I really went back and forth on this, and I know that this is not my most popular pick, because, but I feel like I might be able to get the other people who I would have picked, but I'm going to pick Chris Red. Chris Red. Oh, yeah, current cast. People are going to be like, "Oh, I don't Chris Red." I mean he's still kind of proven himself. He's not. He won an Emmy. Uh, he, I think he won an Emmy last year with Keenan for the, I believe, with the Comeback Obama or the Obama song. I think it yeah. was him, and I know it was. I know it was Keenan and Chance. I should have researched this fully, but Chris Red's current run of song parodies are so good. First of all, he's really talented. He's one of the yeah. first people that breaks into like, oh, this guy actually like can rap. Like he's yeah, like he's very talented. But also. He's doing these update. He's doing these in a time where silly just doesn't fly as much, and he's having to cover some really substantive material and do really good songs. And also, he is somehow harnessing Pete Davidson, who, not my favorite. (laughs) Don't yeah. As a human being, I'm sure he's a lovely person, and I really liked his movie that he just put out with Judd Apatow. Yeah, Long the Long Island movie. But as an SNL player, Pete is nowhere on any list for me. And he is somehow harnessing. And I just think Chris Red is in right now. People are like, who is that? And they're Googling him. I think in two years, it's, everybody's well, going to know who Chris Red is.
0: It, 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 well, the other thing cool about Chris Redd, he has that thing I was talking about with Amy Poehler and Will Forte mm-hmm. is the TV could be muted and you could just be watching their face. Yeah. His facial expressions, the way he reacts oh, to man. things, just he, he can tell a joke with yeah. a look on his face. He's and that's hard. Yeah. And yeah. you think of the number it's of
1: sketches a, he's in, it's a he's in a lot of sketches because again, he's just one of those, I'm gonna hop in here, I'm gonna do this. And he just makes it better even if he only has a line. He's just yeah. good.
0: Yeah, that okay. it's a fantastic pick. And I feel like out of any category that recency bias is gonna show, it's going to be this category. I think mainly for the fact of this is the kind of comedy that is is made for a specific era, right? And it doesn't age well outside of those eras, right? So you could go back and watch TV Funhouse, some of the cartoons, and, you know, they might work, but some are probably pretty cringy. Or you could go listen to some of the funny songs that, like, Dana Carvey would do back in the day. You kind of chuckle, but it wouldn't, it doesn't cut mustard today. Yeah. But, you know, the guys making comedy today, that's why it's, Chris Red's a good pick because he's very of the moment and in order for this slot to work it has to be someone with their kind of finger on the pulse of the cultural zeitgeist and that's why I chose uh, and this is going to be uh, people might hate this pick but I don't care yeah. Kyle Mooney. Yeah. Uh, I think Kyle Mooney. I'm a big fan of of like I said Tim and Eric and and, yeah, and Tim Heidecker yeah. and but if you go, and so you know Kyle Mooney's style of comedy is is sort of blends mm. reality with uh, with scripted. And so he'll do kind of man-on-the-street interviews with real people in character. Or he had that famous sort of like semi-confrontation with Kanye yeah. backstage, which yeah. they filmed, yeah. where he's in character and Kanye can't really tell what he's doing. But if you watch Mikhail Mooney's YouTube videos, which are... It just, it, 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 he is so weird yeah. and so funny and knows his lane so well yeah. that I, I just think he's perfect in that kind of digital short personality. He's great coming off of Andy Sandberg, who yeah. made that kind of viral comedy, uh, very, uh, like, perfect. approachable culturally. Yes. Yes. Where Kyle Mooney's like, you know what? This is kind of our our left field screwball. We, we, we You know, we don't want it to, you know, Kyle Moody's not going to do something like Justin Timberlake, like Andy Samberg no. does. He wants to keep it as weird as possible. Oh. And that's what I love it, when, when, when SNL is willing to do that in that kind of digital short personality parody song kind of category.
1: If I'm going to waste time at work it is going to start with his uh, stand-up comic, Bruce, whatever on uh, weekend update. Yeah. He's yeah, you know, like yeah. the washed up 90s comic.
0: Yeah. His windbreaker. Ja- but oh. that character started as a YouTube character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and like, it's, it's all this great, you know, that, uh, that guy kills me
1: every time with that. Just, yeah. Oh, what a funny. So oh, awkward is, and cringy. Mooney is a great. He's also, when I'm looking at your cast, you've got a, it, the fact that Kyle Mooney and John Lovitz are going to exist in the same universe <laughs> somehow if they ever can figure out how to do something together it's going to be the weirdest thing ever made and well, Bill, well, you got Bill Murray too I mean there's just some weird in your cast
0: if I don't try now when will I try this week is exciting though with Kanye on and, and uh, I'm a big fan this week I think I want to I want a freestyle battle that's very gutsy
2: that is gutsy yeah.
0: I feel like a lot of people are wondering, like, why are you focusing on this? My goal here is for people all over the world to look at me and just go like, wait a second, that's hip-hop. Hip-hop culture has always been so important to me. I even taught myself how to break dance. And I was good. Well, yeah, my, my, I I feel like if I were a betting man and I had to say which gas is going to be more, uh, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Yours has a, a higher floor, but maybe a little bit lower ceiling. Yes. Mine has a very low floor. It could be a disaster, but it has the very high ceiling, which that, those are my favorite kind of SNL. Mm. I like SNL seasons that are hit or miss. Not yeah. that I was like, Oh, they were all pretty good. I like it either. They're taking a swing or they're not. Okay. Uh, a very important, very important category and you are permitted to pick two this okay. round okay. but you don't have to okay. and it is the weekend update anchor spot yes. um so you you you're permitted to to select two i know they SNL likes to experiment with this a little mm-hmm. uh, but but you you don't have to for your weekend update anchor spot who is your selection i again am, i am very pleased
1: with this because they've never anchored together they haven't even been alive on the planet i believe at the same time um, okay I really enjoy the two anchors. I really, and I like the back and forth of the play. And I love, I really like what they're doing with Jost and Che, where yeah. it's Jost is still telling funny jokes, but he's kind of the straight man. And then Che is doing like commentary and sometimes getting the the edgier jokes. And then they're yeah. playing off of each other. I love it when they have sort of like a friendly antagonistic relationship together. And I started thinking about, okay, who would be a duo where they would love each other and enjoy each other, but also they could play that game as well. And I'm going to go with a very strange pick. So I'm going to go Leslie Jones. Okay. Paired with Gilda Radner, which I I know is so weird. But Gilda, if you watch her, she didn't always just do like sweet and bubbly. Like she could really turn on and she could do like anchor. She would be able to deliver a, you know, a law was passed in Iowa this week that da-da-da-da-da and be able to like fully deliver into camera and then you cut to Leslie who is doing commentary on it and then they're going back and forth but then also Leslie has this sweetness about her but also Leslie has this complete like rah! just like screaming into camera and Gilda has this sweet like 12 year old like hi, everybody, you know, just yeah. so I would love to see all of their forces interplay with each other. I know it's a weird one, but I kind of would, I feel like they are both also generous enough as bit players yeah. to be able to really serve the other one well. So Leslie Jones and Gilda Radner.
0: <laughs> I love it. That's a fantastic, I it, because that one's, it's like you got to tune in every week because it's like, dude, what are they going to try to pull with these two? You how do, know, how do they it, exist in the same universe? Is just, Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And, and, and both kind of legendary in their own right. Oh, mine th- mine th- mine is it's probably the most obvious pick on the list and I refuse to apologize about for it because I think he's one of the funniest humans ever to live and that's Norm Macdonald. Oh
2: yeah. I just yeah,
0: yeah like yeah, 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 it, yeah. you know, his one, his irreverence. Yeah. He likes to make. I mean, he likes not just to make subjects like people uncomfortable. Yeah. He likes to make the audience uncomfortable. Like I, Norm McDonald's sort of anti-delivery is yeah. one of my favorite things uh. ever. Like saying a joke not with the intention of making you laugh, but saying a joke with the intention of making you uncomfortable, and, and, and laughing at you. Like no one else has done that. Like Norm McDonald has, and I'm shocked. He's, he's had a career because, like I said, that is his whole thing. It's not making you laugh. It's making you so uncomfortable oh, yeah. that your only, your only choice is to laugh at your,
1: how uncomfortable you are. He was unable to exist on that show for very long. I'm surprised he made it as long as he did because he just absolutely is fearless in terms yeah. of his ability to go awkward. But I mean, he's also, when you think of sh- jokes you remember, you know, Kenny G came out with a Christmas album. Happy birthday, Jesus. Hope you like crap. <laughs> right. That's, and of course, his delivery is so perfect, but that's just yeah. like, oh, there hey, it well-
0: is. It, the, when you say fearless, that's the perfect word because I mean he's not he's not afraid to 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 light a match and burn a bridge while he's standing on it. And yeah. you saw him do it. You know he hosted the ESPYS one year on ESPN. <laughs> I don't know if you've oh, ever seen it. Oh yes, yes. And yes, he was yes. essentially banned from ESPN oh, because yes. his material was so brutal and pulled zero punches. Uh, and again. Made people laugh at how uncomfortable they were. That it was just perfect. I I, I can't not pick Norm Macdonald. I know it's easy, but yeah, I can't not do it. Oh,
1: it's a great choice. And such a I mean, your cast is so good.
0: Uh, uh, oh, so are yours. We'll we'll I, go through them again because we each are going to have a, a, a. I think we'll each have a couple picks left after the final. So we have one more category, and then we'll I've, review. I've got okay? almost. I'm running
1: out of between the people that you and I have both picked. I'm like I'm running towards the end of my list, but I got to say my other favorite Norm moment, real quick, is. Him at the roast of Bob Saget. And those roasts are the filthiest of the filthy, almost yeah. <laughs> unwatchably filthy. Yeah. And then Norm gets up and does the complete opposite and just makes the cleanest jokes in the world. And it was the hardest laugh of the night. Cause he's like, yeah, there's one thing I can say about Bob. He's a real scoundrel. <laughs> And then just stares at him because everybody's yeah. waiting for the, like, <laughs> yeah, the complete yeah. potty humor filth and he yeah. just never did it. And I was like, yeah. ah, that's a guy that knows his ability to commit to the thing you aren't expecting and never yeah. let up. It's the best.
0: Well, well he he not. He, there's a lot of comedians will read a room and play to the room. <laughs> He'll right. he'll read, he'll read the room and, and do the opposite of playing to it to do exactly what they don't want to hear or experience. Yes. And, and just even if he's the only one in our jokes.
2: No, but Bob has a beautiful face like a flower. Yeah, cauliflower. <laughs> no offense, but your face looks like a cauliflower. <laughs> No, there are times when Bob has something on his mind, when he wears a hat. With no thoughts at all, just a hat. Bob, you have a lot of well-wishers here tonight, and a lot of them would like to throw you down one. A well. They want to murder you in a well. All
0: right. The final category is the oh, right. why are we airing this, <laughs> uh, main player. So, uh, the, this is usually a sketch that airs about 1245. Mm-hmm. It's one that barely made the cut. Um, but there's, it, this is where they aren't afraid to get weird. Yes. Um, a, a very critical category. I feel like, Yes, Eddie, who is your 1245? Why are we airing this main player, uh, cast member?
1: He's made a career out of this, uh, And it was actually my number one of all time was, uh, uh, was Will Forte. I mean, that's just to me, the pinnacle. This could have almost been the Will Forte 1245 category. He's almost defined that as the weirdest of the weird, but I picked. but Hey, who'd you pick
0: Fred Armisen, Fred dude, that was, he was going to be my pick.
1: Yeah. Fred just leans into weird in a way that's still so funny. And just you'd never expect to be laughing at this. And I'm not quite sure. It's 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 the perfect thing that he did in Portlandia. Yeah, exactly. There's no real punchline here. I just am laughing very hard at what's happening in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. that to me is Fred.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. A, a perfect pick there. And and I think document. Have you watched documentary now? Oh, the yes, series he yes, does yes, with yes, Bill Hader? Yes. It, it that he's really made for that type of of comedy which is very dry yeah. parody His you know comedy uh, special comedy for drummers have you seen that wh- which one is it comedy for drummers i
1: think is what it's called he did a comedy special no. on netflix it's only jokes that drummers would understand and it's very specific deep cut drummer jokes and he yeah. never he never lets up and it just is so like this is hilarious and i don't understand any of it i he's well, well,
0: magic yeah it, well, and that's the thing. He'll find one little inn on, on a bit and just take it as far and stretch it as far as possible. That's some of the greatest Portlandia bits. Like, when when he, you know, where, where him and Carrie are at, like, a farm-to-table restaurant, and they're asking yes. the waiter, like, uh, well, it was, you know, tell me about where this, where this, you know, chicken was raised. And they're like, oh, you know, it's a... Uh, you know, well, what, you know, they end up going to the farm right. to visit the farmer before the order. Like he, he finds a premise and just takes it as far as possible. Uh, you know, just such a, such a great pick, perfect twelve forty five. Okay, who's your person? Yeah. I'm, this my twelve forty five. He he was he was too big at the time to be in this slot, but I feel like he he's uh, such a wild card. I could have easily put him in a different category, uh, but a guy who I like when they just let be weird, and that's Tracy Morgan, <laughs> arguably one of the weirdest dudes. You know, ever, ever to be on the show, but to, yeah, yeah, not just on SNL, but ever. Uh, uh, so I, I mean, I feel like that it needs little explanation because yeah. Tracy Morgan no, is Tracy funny. Morgan's force. Okay, so I'm going to review the cast in a sec. But Eddie, you actually have one more pick. I have two left because uh, you had two in the weekend anchor spot. I only had one, uh, so to, to we both get twelve. Okay. Um, it's your pick, and then I'll round it out with my two finals. So so this is just anyone you can insert into the cast however you want that's okay. left.
1: I want to say that there are some things that are heartbreaking about who I can't pick right now. I am not yeah. oh, I know. putting yeah. Kristen Wiig in the cast, even though she is okay. arguably in the Will Ferrell pantheon of greatest SNL yeah. actors. But I'm looking at the yeah. whole cast. I'm trying to see what we need here. And I think I need in my particular cast someone who can do all of that who has been a scene-stealing yeah. star, who can be super high energy, who has been in a movie, who can be the Keenan Thompson, who has a great singing voice, would be great on update, and also is able to go very weird. And my last choice is Ma- Maya Rudolph.
0: Ah, oh. Uh, I, I, Maya Rudolph is is not only a, you know, I mean, you watch her in Bridesmaids and and yeah, she can be the straight person. She can be someone you're related, yeah. y- you know, you relate to, but she can also play it really weird. She can, uh, you know, who else had that energy it was Molly Shannon. Exactly. She had the same thing that Molly Shannon had where you could actually know Molly Shannon in real life, but then she could be like a funny, weird SNL character. And Maya's a,
1: a great writer. She's got great chemistry already with Armisen and with other people in the cast. She's just... There's just a rounding out that I was like, okay, we need Maya in there just to make sure everything's okay all the time.
0: She and she she is part of my favorite power uh, Hollywood power couple. You know who she's married oh, to, dude? That blows my mind. Paul Tom Paul Thomas Anderson. You know? is married to the <laughs> like,
1: guy that wrote "There Will Be Blood." How yeah, is it and, possible? and the
0: Phantom Thread. Well, you know who one of Paul Thomas Anderson's favorite actors is? Who? <sighs> adam sandler he loves adam wow. sandler movies he right. well he, he directed and he wrote and directed punch truck love with Lovely adam movie. sandler but he he is a huge fan of that yeah paul thomas anderson this like prestige filmmaker is secretly a big time uh adam sandler guy. i think it's funny
1: to see them together i mean clearly they love each other it's great it's fantastic but i love it's it's sort of like when rock stars and comedians get together like you can just tell that she exemplifies things that he would love to be, yet he still has to write yeah. Phantom Thread because he's just such a bummer. And there's something that draws him to her because of yeah. his intensity. Yeah. They just need each yeah. other to exist in a world because it, neither one of them can it, just it, be solo. It,
0: and my Rudolph makes everything funnier. She oh, just she does. Is, Whenever she's on the she she's just vibes. She's magic. Uh, okay. So, this so is a I big have. Pick. Yeah. So, so, so these are my. Li- I get two right here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 and so. so uh my first is someone who again has so many talents like when you talk about singing or uh you know she can play it weird she can play it straight and i just think is a really weird unique talent and that's kate mckenna like you know again a little recency bias but totally uh you you know someone who's just you know good at everything she does um my final pick so Eddie, oh, no. when you play, when you play fantasy football uh, or any fantasy sport they say in the late rounds you take flyers right like these are picks that if they don't work out no big deal i already got my starters right you got to take a, you take a swing and this is going to be the most the, the craziest one of of the of the night uh, for my final pick it is someone who had a very, very brief run on SNL, but went on to find fame elsewhere. And I can't not, because I'm just curious if it would be a train wreck like it was, and that's Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah. Now, he was in, he's in maybe what is the worst SNL sketch of all time, Suitcase Boy, yeah. um, where it's, it's literally painful to watch the sketch because no one is laughing. Uh, let's hear a little clip.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, um, Francis thought that Robert should do something that expressed himself, who he really is. Um, so I present to you Robert Downey doing a, um, what are you going to do? Confrontational. Oh, uh, a confrontational monologue. Oh, uh, go get him, Tiger. It is my
0: pleasure to meet you.
1: I know why whales beach themselves.
2: Spider-Man told me! Life is an emergency
0: and my books are overdue. No, thanks (laughs) to you! (laughs) If words could speak... I'd still have nothing to say.
1: That's why my value system is marked down for clearance, but I still respect both of your morals. (laughs) So, I'm holding myself hostage. You
2: won't know what hit me!
0: To get Iron Man (laughs) level Robert Downey Jr. back in the SNL cast, it's too much of a train wreck not to want to see. This Robert Downey
1: Jr. pick is fascinating because does he have peak funny? Because Downey's peak is Iron Man. And that's not funny.
0: There's a couple lines, but it's not funny. He's not a comedic character, but he's capable of setting up comedy very well. Yeah. Like his interaction, you know, when when. OK, so in in uh w- w- the one before Endgame, Infinity War, yeah. where he has that extended scene with Benedict Cumberbatch in the mansion. Did you watch? Did, yes. Are you a
1: Marvel fan? Yes, yes, yes. I've seen them all
0: it's a very serious scene. Like the implications of the scene are very serious, but when he keeps calling him the wizard, it's like his dry jerk delivery. It would only work in a handful of sketches, but when it did, it'd be too interesting not to see.
1: And seeing Robert Downey and Norm in a world together is a very interesting like battle of dryness.
0: OK, I am going to I'm going to read right now all of yours and all of mine uh, okay. uh, as a recap. For, I also for, for would
1: listen. like to do if we have a moment to read the people on my list that didn't make it, because I feel like the people that didn't make either one of our casts is one of the best casts of all time. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Our non picks are better than our picks. OK, yeah, yeah. so, Eddie, you're you're this is I'm going to read your cast okay. from, from front to back. It, this is impressive. Will Ferrell, Eddie Murphy, Jan Hooks, Addie Bryant, Micah Bryan. Tim Meadows, Taryn Killam, Chris Red, Leslie Jones, Gilda Ratner, Fred Armisen, and Maya Rudolph. That's a pretty formidable Dude, I, cast.
1: I, I feel like I swung for, I want this to be successful. I want this yeah, to be, yeah. I want We're, Maya and Gilda in a sketch together. They would yeah. do great. Yeah. Okay.
0: Mine, mine I, I got, maybe got a little weird. I have Tina Fey, Bill Murray, <sighs> John Lovitz, yeah, yeah. Amy Poehler, Will Forte, Chris Parnell, Cecily Strong, Kyle Mooney, Norm MacDonald, Tracy Morgan,
1: <laughs> Kate
0: McKenna, and Robert Downey Jr. Eddie, okay, what, what are some honorable mentions that didn't quite make the cut? Vanessa Baer. She was on my list Rachel as well. Dratch, yeah,
1: Dratch. Just yep. all yep. of your favorite sketches from that time. Rachel's in there. Kristen Wiig, Bill Hader, Bobby, yeah. Bobby Moynihan, I think, yep. is one of the funniest SNL players of all time. It was hard with this draft because... I needed him. I the high energy wild card was where I needed him, but I couldn't get away from Jan Hooks. It was just it was too, yeah. I got locked in on her.
0: I see. I got locked in on two on um, top spots. So the my big non draft pick yeah. that or it was both of ours that I feel like if you didn't get him in the first round, you're probably not going to circle back later because he's frontline talent, and that's Phil Hartman. Yeah, like oh, right, Phil right, Hartman right. did not went went undrafted, but it was only because oh, the other one the the other one is Chris Rock. Who oh. I think showed this past week, he he's a real talent. But again, if you don't have those guys sort of like right in the top, you you kind of can't draft them later because they 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 should lead the show. The
1: weekend update spot was really hard because I really went with people that could also do a little bit of a little yeah. bit of like playing in it. So that's why I didn't have Seth. Seth was like, okay, Colin Quinn. I really wanted Colin yeah. Quinn in there, some because he really gets me. Andy Sandberg and the Lonely Island yeah. guys didn't make it. But I feel very confident. I think we have got a good SNL cast here. Jesse, this is great. This
0: this is blast, man. I love you, man. I love you. We need to come on and draft something else on the show. I'm glad we're messing with the format a little because this was a blast. I will draft
1: the mundane with you every single week. I love this. (laughs) I feel very competitive (laughs) and I'm really sitting back analyzing going, did I make the right choice? I Hmm." would
0: rather do this than fantasy football this year, to be honest. (laughs) Like, this is too much fun. Yeah.
1: I love it. Dude, Eddie, for, I appreciate it, man. I love doing this. Thanks for letting me hang out on the show. I love you. You know that.
0: Oh, you too, buddy. I'm so glad you did, man. Hey, listen, if people want to hear more, check out the new Activist Podcast. And of course, Annie and Eddie keep talking. Seriously, a lot of great content out there. Eddie, once again, buddy, this was so much fun. Jesse Carey. You can always go home again, man. It was good hanging out <laughs> <Jerry>. <laughs> All right, buddy. We'll see you then.